Hey, welcome to Socialism for All. This file is being recorded for the February 2023 edition, and it's an audiobook and discussion of Lesson 3, The Mass Line, from activist study Arling Aktabista. If you like this video, please click like and subscribe and consider supporting on Patreon at patreon.com slash socialism for all. There's a link to Patreon in the video description. So there are four lessons in Activist Study, which is a program put together by the Communist Party of the Philippines to prepare their new members for revolutionary work. It's based in large part off of the teachings of Mao Zedong, and I think that it is pretty accessible and relatively easy to understand. Of course, as always, if you have questions or comments or any kind of follow-up that you want to continue the discussion or ask about something that you didn't understand, Use the comments section here on YouTube. It's moderated. Nobody's going to dogpile you. So let's begin. Lesson 3. The Mass Line. 1. Why is it that the masses and the masses only are the makers of history is the guiding principle of the mass line? The principle, the masses and the masses only are the makers of history, is a principle born out of scientific means using deep analysis of human history. Comrade Mao said, the masses and the masses alone are the motive force of world history. Many centuries of human history time and again have shown that it is the masses that create change in society. It is through their work and production that feeds society. It is through their brains and brawn that brings progress to society in general. It is through their collective strength that prevents any force that wants to undermine the progress of society. These problems in society can be manifested in forms of economic crisis, whose brunt is mostly borne by the toiling masses. If you cannot move the masses, there will be no underlying change in society. This is what is meant when we say that the masses are the real heroes. The principle, the masses and the masses only, are the makers of history, is the basic principle of mass line because it explains in a scientific manner why we need to fully trust the masses, and why we have to arouse organize and mobilize the masses for revolutionary struggle and in advancing our revolutionary tasks. This is the strong and scientific basis in the proper attitude of the masses, of a persistent and resilient struggle of the masses, and the party's humble relationship with them. This is the strong and scientific basis of how we can counter or fight the wrong principles of trusting only a small group of people, of being bossy, of bearing all the work, etc. 2. What does it mean that we need to trust and rely on the masses? We must firmly grasp within ourselves that the revolution is one endeavor shared by the wide mass of people. If the masses do not actively participate, the victory of the revolution can never be achieved. We need to trust the masses, especially the farmers and workers, to win the people's democratic revolution. It is through the active participation and action of the masses that we can achieve our revolutionary aims and solve the problems that will come along the way. There is therefore a need to go to the masses, unite with them, and effectively lead them. It is through persistent and continuous arousing, organizing, and mobilizing the masses that we can concretize them to the strength of our revolutionary ideas that will become a powerful material that will push the movement of society for the better. Comrade Mao said, we need to be good at translating the party's policy into action of the masses, to be good at getting not only the leading cadres, but also the broad masses, to understand and master every movement and every struggle we launch. 3. What does close and warm relationships with the masses mean? The mass line means that we should maintain a close relationship with the masses. 
First, we need to integrate in our hearts the interest of the masses. We need to make sure that all comrades are tightly connected to the masses and place their interest to the masses above all things. The mass line teaches us that we must love the masses at all times. We must always listen to them and integrate with them instead of putting ourselves above them. In integrating with the masses, we are able to arouse them and elevate their level of understanding, help them to learn how to organize themselves and collate all essentials in their present condition and struggle. We need to give notice to the interest of the masses, their basic problems like landlessness, high rents, low wages, etc. All these, and even their particular problems like lack of rice to eat, salt to give flavor to their food, etc. We need to assess these problems and make proper decisions related to these problems. By doing this, we can show to the masses that we embody their interest, and our lives are connected to theirs. It is through this understanding that we can help them to understand bigger tasks related to the advancement of the revolutionary struggle towards victory. Nothing will happen to the struggles of one leading group if it is not closely related and combined in the action of the masses that can only be realized through close relationship with them. On the other hand, if only the masses move without the strong leadership of the party, they cannot sustain that struggle nor steer it in the proper direction or raise it to a higher level of revolutionary struggle. 4. What does from the masses to the masses mean? The proper way to lead the masses is from the masses to the masses. This means that we need to collate the fragmented ideas and thoughts of the masses and mold them properly. We need to return and explain to the masses the formed idea until they understand and accept it. The mass line agrees with the from the masses to the masses leadership. We depend on the intellect and knowledge of the masses to be able to understand the masses' conditions and problems so that we can generate ideas on how to solve them. Correct planning and decisions can be made if it is part of the experience of the masses. It is therefore our role to go to the masses and immerse ourselves in their midst to be able to gather the different lines of thinking of the masses that we want to serve. In analyzing and summing up these ideas, we can concentrate it in one systematic whole that mirrors an objective condition and intellect of the masses. We need to rely on the capability and strength of the masses if we want to help them solve their basic problems. We trust that however big the problem is, we are sure that we can solve it as long as the masses have unity and collective decisions. It is then our responsibility to let the masses understand that the ideas that are formed are the results of their very own ideas, and they need to embrace them as their own and realize them through collective action. 5. What does it mean that we need to act and move according to the interest and readiness of the masses? The mass line teaches us that we need to struggle according to the objective interest of the masses. This means that we need to move according to their concrete conditions and needs, and not according to what we think. We will get separated from the masses, even if our intentions are good, if we deviate from the objective interest of the masses. In general, the tasks and protocols that we put up are correct if it is accorded to what the masses want, according to the present time and space. At first, the masses are not yet aware of their objective needs and do not realize the need for change, or are not yet ready to make a step for that change. If we do not present our ideas in a timely manner, however correct they may be, we will separate ourselves from them. We need to be patient and persistent in the way we explain things to the masses until the time that they are ready to accept these ideas based on concrete conditions, and the masses themselves are ready to work for the change that they want. We need to be guarded against commandism. 
This means overestimating the actual political awareness of the masses and violating the voluntary movement of the masses. Comrades will only discover the level of preparedness of the masses if they go to the ranks of the masses and conduct an investigation. On the other hand, we also need to be wary of tailism of the masses. This means slow progression of their level of political consciousness and the backwardness of their level of struggle for revolutionary change. Some comrades may be following some slow elements. It is wrong to think that what their views are are the views of the whole broad masses. To be able to destroy commandism and tailism, we need to bring ourselves closer to the basic masses and conduct proper investigation and analysis. How do we do this? We can divide the masses into three parts, the advanced, the middle, and the backward. The advanced ranks of the masses have a clear understanding of their basic conditions and are ready to struggle to change it. The backward part of the masses, meanwhile, can be easily influenced by backward ways of thinking and may be resistant to struggle for change. The middle part, meanwhile, may understand the need for change, but are reluctant and hesitant to move for action. We trust the advanced elements of the mass movement. It is through them that we are able to make the middle force move and can even coax some of the backward forces. This way, we are able to lead the masses according to their objective interest, depending on their readiness to struggle for change. If we do not depend on the readiness of the masses, we might pass their basic political consciousness and awareness. We might make them move by ordering them around and not by their free will, according to their understanding. At the same time, if we tie ourselves to the greater numbers but backward masses, we will be tailing instead of leading them. It might happen that the advanced and middle masses are ready and are calling to struggle for change, and it ends up that the party is the one that needs convincing. We need to be consistent in elevating the revolutionary consciousness of the masses. This means that we need to be at the forefront in giving revolutionary education so that the masses will continue to elevate their level of readiness to struggle and fight. In relation to this, we are also able to strengthen, solidify, and broaden the organized strength of the masses so that there will be an elevated level of their struggle towards victory. So a quick comment here. I don't want to interrupt too much because I think that this is laid out in a very clear, easy to understand and straightforward way, but I just want to highlight here we have this discussion a lot in the U.S. left about trying to work with conservatives and reactionaries who sound like they want change because they're getting really loud and angry in the face of bad conditions. But if you look at the content of what they're saying, it actually supports the status quo and even wants to move away from worker liberation towards things that will actually make the problems worse, not better. They're responding to prompts put out by reactionary media like Fox News and other places. That is not advanced consciousness. That is actually completely the opposite. Those people are responding to prompts from a ruling class that wants to divide us and send us in the wrong direction. So just because people are angry or shouting or talking about the system in some way, it doesn't actually automatically make them right. Again, a lot of times... There's a lot of conservatives that are doing that, and they'll go on about the system, but if you actually listen to the content of what they're saying, it's heading in completely the opposite direction of where socialists and the advanced masses are trying to go towards freedom. This can happen during times of crisis for capitalism, because as the masses start to struggle for our rights and start to assert ourselves and try to shift the balance of power in society away from the ruling class and towards us, the working, oppressed, and exploited class, 
they obviously make moves against us. They make counter moves. And so they put out fascist movements, which in some way sound angry and revolutionary. They will even sometimes borrow the rhetoric, slogans, and aesthetics, symbols, and some of the appearance of socialism. This is all to mislead workers and to take them off the scent of where they should be going and to get them instead involved in things that the ruling class wants you to do. So anything that is, you know, conservative and concerned with conserving the status quo and making sure that things don't really change, or if they change at all, that it actually deepens the inequality and injustice uh, to try to shore up and protect the existing order of things in which our class is oppressed and exploited. Well, anyway, this is something that any socialist is going to need to be aware of. And um, there's too many people falling for this right now. And you've got to really be clear on this in order to not make a fool of yourself and actually not do harm to the greater movement for positive revolutionary change and liberation. Okay, let's continue. Six, why is the propagation of the line of the People's Democratic Revolution the key in giving life to the mass line in the current period of the Philippine Revolution? The line of the People's Democratic Revolution, or PDR, was formed from studying the history and conditions of Philippine society. This answers to the interest of the nation for freedom and democracy. The PDR springs from objective conditions and needs of the masses, and points towards the path of revolutionary change. And because it follows the objective interest of the masses, the line of the PDR is easily understood by the masses, and is easily embraced as their own. The line of the PDR is the key to effectively arouse, organize, and mobilize the millions of exploited masses. In studying the particular conditions, problems, and outlooks of the masses in the area of discipline, we need to guide it according to the line of the PDR. 7. Why is democratic style of work important in living the mass line? Aside from the correct line of the PDR that we employ in our everyday practice, the democratic style of work is important in living the mass line. Experience clearly shows us that the correct style of work strengthens our connection to the masses, while the wrong style of work runs opposite to the wishes and needs of the masses in an established time, which may be a reason of our detachment from the masses. We need to make decisions after we do proper investigation and consultation with other comrades and masses, and after proper collective discussions. It is not enough that only the leadership understands the decision that was made. We need to convey it to the masses and make them understand, so that they can be an active participant in following these decisions. We need to effectively unite as one majority with the comrades and the masses. We need to listen to the masses and accept the correct observations and criticize what is erroneous. We need to avoid working in small groups. We need to cultivate the democratic style of work at all times. 8. Why does the mass line correspond to the revolutionary class line? Who composes the Filipino masses? Who are the masses that need to be aroused, organized, and mobilized? These questions can be answered only if we analyze the classes and understand the revolutionary class line. The revolutionary class line is the principle that teaches us to know the dynamics and relationship of classes in Philippine society. It teaches us to tell the friends from the enemies of the revolution, and who are the exploited and oppressed classes. It also clarifies the correct class analysis of how can we lead the masses, trusting the advanced ranks of masses, encouraging the middle forces, 
and separating and fighting the enemies. We also take advantage of the strife among the enemy so that we can further weaken the ruling class and strengthen our own revolutionary forces. Overall, the revolutionary class line teaches us to give importance to the strength of the working class, the peasants, and the semi-proletariat. In the countryside, we give importance to the advanced ranks of farm workers and the poor and lower middle peasants. We also bring into the fold the middle and upper middle peasants and neutralize the rich peasants. We also take advantage of the strife occurring among the enlightened and despotic landlords. Through this, we can effectively separate and weaken the landlord class. It is through the revolutionary class line that there can be a scientific way of recognizing who composes the masses in one particular place. And that's the end of Lesson 3, The Mass Line. Thanks for listening. Leave any questions or comments below, and we'll be posting Lesson 4, the final lesson in the activist study, in the next few days. If you haven't already listened to Lessons 1 and 2, definitely go back and listen to those. I'll put a link in the description and in a pinned comment to the playlist that is collecting all of these lessons. So thanks again for listening, and thanks to the patrons whose names are on the screen. If you'd like to get your name on the screen and support the show, head to patreon.com slash socialismforall. You can sign up for as little as $2 a month or more, whatever you see fit. Every donation is encouraging. They're also materially helpful, and they allow me to spend a lot more time doing this than I would be able to do without it. So I appreciate that very much. Also, engagement counts, whether you're a patron or not. Like, share, and subscribe. Click the notification bell if you want to get notified of when new videos come up. And leave comments, even if it's thanks or good video or random letters or whatever. That helps YouTube to promote this content to other people. And it keeps the channel expanding, which it has been doing every month, which is really great. We've been doing this for over three years now and want to keep doing it until we get the change that we need in society. The purpose of this channel is to try to improve the left agitating and educating online, trying to improve the baseline understanding of social problems, how to address them, and also tying in the history of the international communist movement, which is over a century old. And a lot of people just don't get taught that anywhere in their life, definitely not in school. Maybe you get a passing mention of the labor movement or something like that. But we're trying to go beyond just memes and actually get into studying the readings and kinds of things that you would do if you were a member of a good Marxist-Leninist party. And of course, there are still those that are doing that. But we want to make this broadly accessible. I think that there needs to be a big reshuffling of the left with more and more people participating. And that's the kind of thing that we want to encourage here. So agitate, educate, that can be done online as well as in person, and then organizing primarily in person. So get to know your local left such as it is. The U.S. left has been anti-communist for a long time and that cripples it. There's a lot of liberalism in there and we need to eventually root that out, but carefully, sensitively, and uh, without you know alienating the people who are there. Um, of course, ideological struggle has to be conducted, but skillfully, tactfully, carefully, networking with people who are there, getting to know them, letting them get to know you, and getting engaged in various projects that are actually going to bring material benefits and heighten class consciousness to the people whose lives are touched by them. We're going to leave it there for now. Thanks again, and we will see you in the next video.